The borrower is servant to the lender. And we don't believe it's a sin to borrow, otherwise we wouldn't have done it. But we do believe in managing your debt. Now, it's best if you can pay cash. Go for it. I'm all for it. Praise the Lord. That's the best. <laughs> but in this case, we borrowed money, and you've borrowed money and many times. Uh, you have borrowed money for your mortgage or perhaps your car or maybe some other things. I do encourage people to uh, borrow, as, borrow as little as possible. But a mortgage, obviously a house, uh, is a large ticket item for your life, the largest generally investment that you make as an individual. And so most people have to borrow money in order to have a house or to live in a house. You say, well, I want to rent until I have cash. Well, if you want to do that, but generally it takes a while for people to do that. And just remember, you're paying somebody else's mortgage while you're doing that. Right? It's just the way it works. So they're renting it to you, and they're paying their mortgage out of the rent that you're giving to them. So you're participating in that process. But if you buy it yourself, then you're actually buying your own house and not paying for theirs. So either way, you're going to be paying money. So the borrower is servant to the lender. So when it comes to debt, you don't want to be over-indebted. Now, we live in a society that has basically schooled us in getting in debt. I mean, they'll send young people a a credit card after credit card offer, and they don't even have a job. That doesn't make sense, except for credit card companies make a lot of money off credit, and everybody has credit cards. I mean, you can go everywhere to buy anything, just about, and they'll offer you their credit card, right? Just anywhere you go. So, we are schooled in debt. We're trained to be in debt in our society. So, you have to retrain yourself to get out of debt. So, you don't want to be a servant to the lender to the point that it's overwhelming or uh, it's just depressing. Nobody in here, don't, don't get depressed. I'm trying to help you out. All right, so you don't want to be over-indebted over to the point that you're controlled by it. Like, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. And every day is grind, grind, grind. Uh, so you don't want to be sweating over it. You don't want to be stressed over uh, over indebtedness. So you don't want to be controlled by debt, so you want to be free. Amen? Now, let's go to second, or 1 Samuel chapter 22, and we're going to look at verse 1. Second Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 22. There's a lot of twos in this, but the first one is not a two. It is a one. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 22, verse 1, and David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Now, David is actually running from Saul. Saul's the king. David's running from Saul. He's escaped to the cave of Adullam. David was a mighty warrior, (coughs) and yet Saul is jealous of him, and Saul is chasing him and endeavoring to kill him. So he escapes to the cave of Adullam. 
And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down with, there with him or to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. So get the picture. David is running from Saul. His brothers in his father's house heard about it. They went down to David. And everyone who was distressed, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to David. So it doesn't sound like a really successful bunch, right? You know, you've got all the distressed people, discontented people, and in debt people. And they said, we'll hook up with you, David. Well, all of them seem like they're in trouble, right? They all got trouble. And yet, thank God, God can turn some things around. And he did for David. We, we know because God called him to be the king and he was anointed to be the next king. And so God totally turned that thing around. But even David said, I will not uh, touch not God's anointed and do his prophets no harm. So he wouldn't kill Saul. He had opportunity to. If you know the story, he could have killed him. That had been the end of Saul. But no, he didn't do that. He said, no, I'm not touching God's anointed. And so... Anyway, God put him as king, set him up as king. So he's in the king's house, he's in the king's palace, and he's now king. Well, also, these guys that were in debt, distressed, and discontent, they were with him. They became his mighty men. They were amazing warriors, amazing fighters. They were mighty men. They were just in debt. So I believe we got some mighty men and women in here just in debt. In other words, there's potential in you, there's some ability in you, and God wants to raise you up and bring you out of debt and bring you to the king's palace.